Good morning, everyone. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. The Mary Griffith Show is underway. Uh, tomorrow, the mayor of Quincy will be here. And uh, Scott Hardy will be interviewing the mayor. And then on Friday, we'll have a best of the Mary Griffith Show. Special programming on January 1st. But today, we're live with Ryan Tanner and Teresa Wilson. And they are here from the patio We're going to talk all about everything that's happening at the patio. Uh, It's been a whirlwind of changes in the patio, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other things that Ryan Tanner has going on this morning. But first and foremost, let's introduce Ryan. Good morning. Ryan, um, you sent me some talking points, and I loved how you (laughs) highlighted your employees. Because you know from your grandmother working at the patio that... It's important who owns the joint, but it's really important who works there. That's exactly. It's about the people. It is about the people that come in the door. It's about the people that take care of the people that come in the door. And that has been the part of the legacy, I would say, of of the patio and what uh, Rita and Dave started 65 years ago next year. Next year is the 65th anniversary of the patio, and it's your, what, four-year anniversary? Well, we bought it. We it, in, we bought it in, in, in verbal contract. We had a verbal agreement last, or excuse me, 2019, December, and we closed March 2020. Just in time for COVID. That's right. Yeah. So you, you really got hit with the bad luck stick, but you've come out of it. I feel like we've turned a little bit of lemon into lemonade. Well, the great thing about it was, you know, you were going to have to shut down and do some remodeling anyway. And so really, in a way, you were able to do your remodeling without worrying about just pressure. It. Yeah. Right. So that is great. Well, she doesn't want to talk much, but we are going to introduce her. <laughs> and her name is Teresa Wilson. She is the general manager of the patio. She's been manager at other restaurants. You mentioned you even got to boss Quaid around one time at a celebrity event at High V, right? A couple times at celebrity <laughs> events at High V, I got to boss him around. That's right. How was that? It was wonderful bossing <laughs> all of them around. She, she likes to be the boss. You should be the boss. If you like to boss people around, that's the thing. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Teresa Wilson. What's your story, and how did you come to be the general manager at the patio? Well, when I first started, I was actually the bar manager at the patio. I have years of bartending experience throughout town, different places, GMing, bar managing, things like that. And I came on as the bar manager and then the position opened up and I was really the only option. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) And so I've been GMing ever since over at the patio. Well, I like that attitude. I mean, who else could they possibly have chosen but me? She's she's not wrong. You know, it. let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, Tanner, one of the really hardest things, it's hard enough to get a menu together. It's hard enough to get the ambiance right. It's hard enough to, but the situation with people willing to work and the numbers needed to run a high-class restaurant like the patio, is it? Still a struggle, or are things getting better? Are more and more people coming back into the workforce? I would say, to me, correct me if I'm wrong, Teresa, when we started, it was almost a little easier because we were the patio, and everyone wanted to work there. And everybody had been off from work for so long because of COVID that they'd all lost their jobs probably or or said, now's the time if I'm going to make a change, now's the time to make the change. This is the time to do it. And so we really had great fortune at the beginning, but as Throughout this this past summer, and particularly the last three months, it has we've had to beg and steal and pray 
from our from our colleagues in the in the industry to let us borrow staff and it has been so inspiring and when we've been down on some pretty bad days yeah. you know I've been able to reach out to example Brad Dunn out at Dunbelly and he has just been right there with advice helping sending people I mean just extraordinary kind of the good old Quincy wrap your arms around each other and we're going to rise together and so we have but it has been really really rare particularly for the service to your point that we're trying to provide yeah, it's very important when you have a, a reputation to uphold that you have that service. You know, it's interesting because the name of the patio came up a couple of weeks ago and just yesterday on the Mary Griffith Show. So I've told the story twice. Well, Chuck Schultz told it the first time, then I repeated it yesterday, but I'm going to repeat it again. <laughs> because he talked about the fact that what is Quincy? And Quincy is a lot of good family-owned businesses and people helping each other. And he mentioned the story about one time, uh, Mark Nieswender, who owned the patio, Guy came in and said, man, I'm in from out of town. This was years ago, you know. I really want a good pasta meal. You got a good Italian. You got a good pasta meal. And Mark said to him, you know, my chef could make you a pasta meal. He could do it. That's right. But that's not what we're known for right. at the time. He mm -hmm. said, I tell you what, you want to go over to Tiramisu. Tiramisu yeah. You want to go there. That's right. And you have a great experience there. Tell him I sent you, you know, tell him to give you the best. He said, next time you're in town, you want a steak or you want a pork chop, you come back and you see me. And I Sounds think that's right. that's right. And so you help each other. And I remember one time I was walking into Tiramisu and there was this big black SUV. And these big guys were in this SUV and they rolled on the window. They said, is this a good place to eat? I said, oh, yeah. Tiramisu <laughs> is great. He goes, well, how, what's their steak like? I said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this is Italian food, baby. I said, if you want a steak or a pork chop and you want manly food... You get yourself down to the patio. So it works. You know, you've got to do, you've got to know where to, yeah. where to direct people. Yeah. Because, you know, I like liver and onions. So I can tell you what the best restaurant is for liver and onions. But if you don't like liver and onions, you don't care about my recommendations. Exactly right. So if you, want a, if you want a pork steak or a steak, That's you better right. get yourself to the patio. Yes. So it just goes to show. That. But you all work together. Yeah, I mean, you're, I you're willing to help each other when it's not your forte. It doesn't feel like a competitive environment to me at all it okay. feels like we're all in this together and that's we all have something unique and different to offer well you started out when the patio reopened with about as unique and different as you can get in quincy mm -hmm. from the humble beginnings of quincy you have gone on to be uh on the broadway scene and in nebraska and big cities and down in dallas texas and you've got a New York metropolitan kind of air about you, but you're still a good old country I'm a boy Quincy, from right I'm a here, Quincy, Quincy boy. boy. But you brought a different reimagining to the patio when sure. you took it over. And when you and Jay envisioned what the patio would be, it took a while for people to buy into that. I mean, I remember people going just, I said, honey, go eat one meal there because you want to see what the bathroom looks like. <laughs> I mean... Make sure you drink lots of water because you do not want to miss. I mean, there were people standing outside. My, my, I'm sorry, sir, you can't go in the restroom right now. My wife's in there admiring the, male, the men's restroom. But you guys really took it way over the top from what Quincy is used to. Sure. What was the honest reaction to that? Was it, this is way too much? Or do, have people now said, God, I love your bathroom. I mean, what, what's the deal? What's the, well, we, I mean, when you're known for your bathroom, I know, you're we, either Sojio Toshi down in your We, uh, you know, I think at the beginning, to your point, it was a little more shock and awe than we anticipated. 
Well, because you were used to seeing that stuff in big cities. We weren't used to seeing that. And I think people, and I still think some people believe that we did, this is the Ryan and Jay show, but it really has nothing to do with us. We envisioned and wanted a place where people who were coming from out of town and who were bringing their families back and they hadn't been to the patio in 30 years, when they walked in, it was reimagined. And it's not easy to reimagine at a restaurant name called the patio. Well, especially when the patio doesn't have a patio. That's exactly the right. The patio <laughs> could be called the dungeon because it's in the basement. That's right. But you did open up the garden room. You we took did. all that paneling down. Some people are like, what? Oh, there, are, there are windows in this room? And the old part of the patio still looks kind of like the old part of the patio. Yeah. But no, it's been reimagined. The things that matter are and there. And then you have the private, well, you know, the the 12-person dining room. Yes. Because people want a place where they can have a small group, a medium group, a large group. And the patio is providing yeah. all that. So you're still doing and all millies, of those millies things. Millies yeah. the private dining room. Yep. And, and so you you had this kind of, you know, shock and awe kind of thing that happened in Quincy. And you came out with an a la carte menu. And people are like, what? What is all this about? <laughs> now, you have, you've listened, though, to people. We have listened, yes. And, you know... We, you know what's really funny? It is really true. We want all the whistles and bells of New York City or a fine, you know, steakhouse sure. in Chicago, but we want the down home comfort of Quincy. That's so right. we want we want the over the top, <laughs> you know, decor in a way, and we want the nice drinks with the fizzy things that catch on fire and whatever all that sort of weird the stuff. The whole show. You know, the whole show. But we still want to be able to sit down with our family and say, as my dad would say. Just give me a damn pork chop, quit putting sauce on it. I just want a pork chop, you know. I just want a potato. I don't have to have 18,000 things on top of my potato. So you have something for everybody. We do now. And uh, Teresa obviously has has felt the brunt of folks who did not appreciate (laughs) the a la carte moment that we kind of curated. I mean, you heard quite a bit of it. I heard quite a bit of it, yes, yes. And then we listened to them, and we fixed all of that. Yeah. So well, and that's the thing of it is, you know, again, you have to, if you're not used to that, it was kind of shocking, mm-hmm. you know. Sure, it was, sure. And the other thing that I used to tell you is, you know, you'd order your meal and then you'd order two a la carte sides and, and pretty soon you had enough food, like for, it could be for serve family style to a family of eight, you know, and, and I'm, that's my food, you know. So you've gone back now and if people want to just order what we would call a traditional entree with the, with your protein with your salad and with your vegetable, you can get it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. But you do have some unsimple things on your menu too still. Like what's the most avant-garde thing you're still carrying? Because, I mean, the first time I saw those two lobster tails up there, I thought, girl, we ain't in, we're not in Quincy anymore. I have a funny story about, can I tell you the lobster story? Yes, please do. So we had a gentleman who had never had lobster ever in his life. He was sitting in the back of the restaurant by himself i went over to him and he had taken the entire lobster both tails and just plopped them on the table and was eating them like you would eat a cheeseburger so didn't the shell annoy him i, no, he, <laughs> I would think you would think so and i looked over at jay and he said I think the lobster's got to come off the menu because <laughs> this is, they're struggling a little bit here. So that was probably the most avant-garde thing. I think now it's... Well, it was a way that you presented. It was so yeah, beautiful with yeah. the tails, you know, intertwined. But I have to tell you my story because uh-huh. I was 25 years old before I ate a lobster. And it was at the Savoy Grill in Kansas City. Mm, sure. And, of course, I was on a date. Mm-hmm. And um, my 
boyfriend was encouraging me to get the lobster. You know, he wanted to press me and everything. You know, I said, well, I, you know, I was sitting there thinking, I don't know how to do this. You know, I'm a small town girl. I don't know how to do this. And he said, don't worry. The the waiter will take care of everything. He'll turn it out for you and everything. So it comes and it's kind of turned out, but not all the way. And I'm struggling and the waiter had to come over and, you know, turn it out. Was very gracious about it. Didn't say like, okay, hillbilly, <laughs> don't pick it up and eat it like a cheeseburger. I, I knew I had to use the fork, but, but you're, you know, I think people like to try new things, mm-hmm. but they also want to do it in a comfort level where they feel like they know what they're doing. Yes. And yeah, yeah I can see why somebody would yeah. just like, I eat shrimp, I'm mm-hmm. holding it by the tail. Why wouldn't I just grab mm-hmm. my lobster, lobster tail, tail and just start chewing on it? Yeah. If you don't know, it just means that you haven't had that experience. That's so. right. And we are about new experiences. I mean, I've, our, our intention is when folks come in and they are trying something, we, we really do want folks to kind of go on a journey and have a great experience. You know, we do, we try to do our best job of, you know, holding their hand and coaching people to go and do something fun and interesting. We want them to walk out the door and say, wow, what the heck just happened to me? And then we want them to be thinking about it when they get home. And the tentacles of it should be, that was a really fun night. I want to go back and do that. And maybe we're going to try something different. Maybe we'll do the oysters tonight. Speaking of tentacles, have you ever put octopus on the menu? We have not. Well, uh, I, I, I probably octopus, don't recommend it, I so do I. I um, so. Maybe you want to have an octopus night, and just all the freaks that like octopus can come that one night. It might be a table of two. Yeah. <laughs> just Ryan and Mary. Because when I, we, my husband and I went to Cancun in January, and, I mean, I ate octopus every chance I could get. And, of course, mm-hmm. this was not calamari. This was the whole, you know, octopus. Well, That's not right. me a baby. Yes. It wasn't a big one. But, but I fell in love with octopus that was properly prepared when I was in Portugal. Oh, sure, So sure, again, sure. people say, I can't stand octopus because you've had the rubber, you know, yeah, you've had right. the bad octopus. Exactly. That, they don't know. That they, you, once you had it once, you don't know that there's right. so many different variations of it. It's like if the first steak you ever made had was dry, tough, and burnt to a crisp. Extra well done. And you thought that was what steak tasted like. You wouldn't like steak either. That's right. So, you know, when you get the kind of steak where you, you don't even have to have a steak knife, the butter knife just cuts through the steak. That's then you know you've got for. a good steak. That's so what we're going for. A lot of it is, you know, quality. And there again, uh, people want to have an experience when they go out. But one thing you've also struggled with, and we'll talk about this, we've got to take a break, but I'm going to ask you this question now. In the olden days, you know, people like me, kind of lower middle income families, the patio was three times a year. Sure. You know, birthday, anniversary, one other special occasion. We get it. You know, and the thing about it was, I always used to be amazed that the patio did so well when in my sphere of influence, it was three times a year. That was it. And you have really struggled in some ways. Because you want the patio to be the premier restaurant in Quincy, but you don't want it to be a place where people think, well, I can't go there if it's not my wedding anniversary. You know, I I want to be able to go there all the time. So how has that worked? Talk. Sure. How has that worked, you know, so that you can make the patio, as the general manager, you've got to get more and more people. You've got to get a regular crowd coming back or you can't have a viable business. Well, I think that's a, it's, a, it's a great question because Teresa has done a wonderful job. 
of helping us through that process. And one way by which we have changed that has been the events around children and kids. Correct. The Princess Party. Talk a little bit about that and how that has made it, it has really welcomed folks in to see the patio as a more approachable place that's kid friendly, where new memories can be made, but in a different way. Absolutely. We have offered numerous kids events, had many families come in. They're able to bring their Hundreds. kids. They're able to see, yes, they're able to see really that we have a wonderful, non-expensive kids menu that they can come in. We are welcoming to the children being in there and just having fun. And honestly, they come in and they're just like, wow, it's like a magical experience for some of these kids being able to come to these fine dining restaurants and being able to have these experiences. And we have lots more planned for this year of special events like that that incorporate the kids and families and things like that. And they've just really taken off. We did princess parties this year. We did... We had a Barbie party. We did Barbie. Yeah. Yes, we, a Harry Potter Harry event. Potter, which I didn't know anything about. I mean, I've heard of Harry Potter, but... I, I've, I've never read the books either. I'm so, not yeah. Harry Potter. I'm I was like, this is going to be a big flop, and the line went out the door <laughs> with grown-ups. Where are you? Where are you? I'm way out of base. <laughs> yes, we got kids and grown-ups in for that one. We've got a few more that are going to incorporate kids and adults coming up this next year. We're just really excited to get We've a lot of that going. One in January. We do. Do you want to... Mention it? Yes, yes. So we have a all-ages prom going on this January 26th. It's a Friday, and it'll incorporate coming and eating at the patio and having that experience, dress, dining and dancing, and just coming dressed in your best, and uh, grandma can come with the grandkids and whoever, and then they go across the street with their tickets from the patio to the armory, and then they get to dance and they get to have photo ops, and they get to have cocktails and kitty cocktails, and it's just a really great family experience. So mom and dad maybe not a, didn't go to prom with each other, so this is their chance to go to prom together and bring the kids along with exactly. them. Absolutely. Or young couples. That my, husband's always, my husband's younger than me, and one time I was bemoaning the fact that I never got invited to prom, and my husband said, well, I would have taken you, and I said, well, you would have been in fifth grade, so it wouldn't have been your... <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been nearly. I think I. I think I'd just rather skip it. <laughs> than go with you in fifth grade. But thank you for offering. Thank you for offering. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we are going to continue our discussion with Ryan Tanner, the owner of the patio, with his partner. Jay, we can't leave Jay out of these things. <laughs> Poor Jay. And uh, Teresa uh, is also here, and Teresa Wilson is the general manager. She comes from a long line of bartending, but she's the general manager at the patio and keeps everybody with the whip cracked, keeps that <laughs> staff in cracked condition. 9.37 our time. Rex Battery brings you this report. We're back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. We're talking with Ryan Tanner and Teresa Wilson, and uh, they are with the patio. Ryan owns the joint. Teresa runs the joint. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and, uh, and so we're talking about the patio, and it's, it's come back. It's changed. It's always trying something new, and basically they want to be customer-focused. And um, they're going to have a big party in January, and this brings us to... Uh, Ryan Tanner can't just have one iron in the fire. Oh, no, he's got to throw out, you know, a whole bunch of irons. And one of the things you've done is you've reimagined, again, the armory, the old armory building, and have turned it into a 
a party place where large groups can gather. Weddings, corporate events. And let's talk about that because this event, the 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 NEH prom, is going to have its post party there at the Armory and the 2025 sesquicentennial or bicentennial commission. Excuse me, I made us give us give us give us our due or 200. They're going to have their kickoff party there as well. Yeah, so Aaron Napa and I are chairing the event at uh, the Armory in, in uh, January of 2025. I think it's pretty phenomenal because, of course, the Armory and the Drill Hall was designed for, of course, fellowship coming together, communities celebrating Quincy, Illinois, in, in, the, in the county of Adams. And so it feels really special, and certainly the intention of what, you know, in 1910 was what they were going for, and now... 200 years later here in Quincy that we're going to get to do. And so it's going to be a really fun party. It's a huge event. We're still working on all the details, but it's going to kick off a plethora of, of, of really great experiences and moments for the community throughout the, you know, 2025. You have made a big investment in your hometown. Uh, not only did you reinstate the patio restaurant, but you actually bought the entire building that is now called the Hotel Elton. That's correct. And you have been remodeling that. Give us like an update sure, on sure, how sure. that's going. Well, it's it's actually going really, really well. I mean, we, we of course, when we bought the patio and the Elkton, we never envisioned doing a complete, like, remodel. We thought we were going to put on some paint, maybe get some new flatware and some new dishware, and then to the building, maybe some new appliances. But we have, every apartment has been gutted. We went from 54 down to 40. Because you made them bigger and a little bit nicer. Yeah, so they all have brand new appliances. We've replaced all 170 windows in the building, the roof. We've done all the tuck pointing, all new lighting, all new electrical, all new plumbing. And it's, it's, it's a project. It's we're almost done. We have maybe four apartments left. One of which will be ours. So we're we're moving into the Elkton here soon. I'm not telling anybody which floor, or which apartment. Well, one of the things that you said. Tell me if you kept true to this. Sure. There were a lot of people already living there, and one of the things you said, coming from a background yourself, where you weren't rolling in dough when you were a young man. Sure. You didn't want to displace a whole bunch of people and, you know, build a super upscale apartment complex. You wanted mm-hmm. to improve it, and you have, but you also didn't want to, like, displace a lot of people. Sure. So have you been able to keep some of the same clientele? Yeah. we. If everyone that was good to the community, everyone who would come in and follow the rules. Right. Pay their rent, follow the rules. Well, we, actually, we, have, some, we have some who can't pay their rent. Uh, and we work with, we will work with them with getting their paperwork filed with the state to get funds and grants. We try really hard not to kick people out. And so, in, unless they were causing problems, they're still there. So, of the original 54, of course, folks have passed away sure. and moved on. But there's probably 10, and their rent maybe has gone up. Sorry, 75 bucks, 100 bucks. Right. And, it hasn't and, gone up market rate. No, 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 it has not. Now, but if you're moving into the apartment, yeah, you're and it's in, all, yeah, you pay yeah. a market rate. Well, and that's the key. Downtown places, and of course, my brother lives in Dallas, and every time he comes to Quincy, the first thing he says is, why the heck? <laughs> not quite Quincyist, but why the heck? Down on our riverfront, you know, that should be where the rich people live. We should be, everybody should be downtown. If you live in downtown Dallas, Texas, or downtown Chicago, where he lived on Lakeshore Drive, real estate. you had real estate, baby. You were, you know, and here we kind of run we from the, the water. Opposite. We run the opposite That's way. Right. And so one of the things that 
a lot of landlords, a lot of building owners downtown are trying to do is make downtown more attractive to a younger crowd. So you've got tenants there. We do are they still mostly older folks or no, are they some younger it's crowd? A, it's, a, it's definitely a, a mixed bag of folks. And uh, we I have, think that's kind of nice too. Yeah. to live in a community where your next door neighbor you know, he's young or older. So sure. you have some... we have we have a radiologist that lives there. We have nurses that live there. We have some of the the pilots that are on the Southwest air that fly in and out mm-hmm. stay there. We have it's it's a mixed bag of folks, but they all get along and they treat each other really well. That has to be number one: safety and security. When we bought the building, the police, the ambulance, the fire, they were there daily. Yeah. Now we just don't have that experience. You know, I think that you can speak to this from your own experience. Just because somebody's poor doesn't mean that they're a criminal or a lawbreaker no. or a lowlife. No. And so if people are struggling but are willing to fit in with society and the rules and boundaries of society, that's who you've welcomed. That's and right. you've improved this place and made it a place where people with above-grade incomes live there sure. and some people that you're helping that's right. that are struggling yes. still live there. Because Both as long as, long as they're good... You know, because just because you're rich doesn't mean you don't do some bad things, too. So oh, well, you want good welcome tenants. Welcome to the patio on yeah. Friday at 5. <laughs> <laughs> you want good tenants all the way around. That's right. So the Armory, the Hotel Elkton. Are you going to rename that place? We are going to re- we're going to do a, a dedication uh, in the begin- end of 24, the top of 25. Okay, so it's kind of size with the bicentennial. Yes, and okay. it, will be a, it will be a name that it's it, that it is... A perf- it's perfect for the bicentennial, but also for it's just its location in Quincy next to the Eels House. We're really proud of, oh, okay. of, the, of the new a name. A little hint there yes. might be coming. Now, uh, I know you don't want to talk extensively about it because like every project that you start, this one is stalled a bit. Sure. But the old Illinois State Bank building. Sure, sure. I mean, you still own it. Still own it. Still own it. The problem is... <laughs> Whether you want to or not, you still own it. <laughs> I thought you were going to build your apartment there at, well, the, at well, the Apex. Originally, it was going to be high, really great condos, but now everyone's building condos in Quincy, right? They're like every time you turn around, there's a new condo building here, a nice condo going there. So we transitioned and kind of pivoted to a hotel because as friends were coming in town, they're like, we need hotel. We rooms. need a nice hotel where it's clean and safe. And we and do so. need that. That is a verified need, yeah, and we need huge. it down here in our area because if you're going to have anything at the convention center or do anything downtown, that's, that's right. Transportation is such a problem. It's, yes, because Uber and Lyft and taxis, they're not really a thing here. But you can so walk. You can walk. You, it should be a walkable downtown. That's our, our hope, right? And well, so, and that's what the promenade is all about, which will be right at the anchor right of the promenade. The anchor, yeah. yeah. So the, our problem, our headwind are is two things, the cost of goods and interest rates. Oh, you you did this. You really do hit the unlucky we stick. We do. <laughs> what is wrong whack. with you? And then I mean, the minute you buy a yeah. building that needs complete renovation, the cost of building materials uh, tripled. The tripled, and the interest rate almost tripled. So, you know, we've got to get to a spot where I don't feel like if I want to look into my future, is I don't have a future. Jay, is this why Jay is not here today? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Mary, we're done. If we had a vote, <laughs> but you're the president of the company, right? That's so you correct. outvote him? I, uh, well, well, when someone comes to finances, he's actually <laughs> over there at the bank building looking for money right now. So <laughs> He's got to look under a lot of cushions. Yeah. But the, I'm so proud of the investment you're making well, in, in your hometown. I, really, I, I mean, really I think everybody that. understands that you really have a great purpose. We sit in a building here that is absentee ownership, and mm. I will tell you that. 
a year ago, we had some real big problems mm-hmm. in this building, and I became very concerned. There were some safety issues here. There were a lot of problems here, I'll be honest with you. And there was no response. I mean, it seemed as if nobody could care less. Sure, sure, and sure. This is a building that houses low-income elderly people and low-income radio announcers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, you know, I said to our mayor, I said, listen, if you don't want another dilapidated hotel thing situation like we had down here on the riverfront with the welcome in. I said, it doesn't take long for things to really start deteriorating very quickly. Now the Quincy fire department is regularly inspecting. They have new management, not new ownership, but new management. And I see a change. Good. This old building deserves to be respected and treated as the Lincoln Douglas hotel that it was. That's exactly right. And it was the keystone sure. of this downtown yeah. this was the ballroom this was the place Incredibly this was it. significant you know now it's changed it's repurposed itself it's a commercial building and a, a residential building for lower income mm-hmm. adults uh mostly seniors but that doesn't mean it has to become a dilapidated house. Yeah, they still have an obligation yeah. yeah that's why you guys pay rent <laughs> and i think that's what i really like about some of the things that are happening downtown we have a mixture of outside investors, but mm-hmm. we also have some good people with local ties. Absolutely. And, it, it takes know, both. Yeah. Because a lot of people in Quincy don't have that kind of money. Well, I was just going to say the, the, the need outweighs the available fu- funds. Right. In other words, there's, if you, when you drive around, there's so many buildings that are needing so much attention and love and, de- and deserving attention, as you mentioned, that there's just, there are not enough people and not enough money to 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 do all of the work that needs to be done so it's one at a time and you're right sometimes the money comes from out of town and you know when we first started people kind of tried to put us in that box of out of town money and they're here just to we've proven those folks wrong right but that but but who cares if the money's from out of town it's how they treat the people well if we just use your in-town money, Ryan, you couldn't can, can hardly afford to eat at the patio, much less own the damn place. So I'm glad you came. I'm glad you left and made lots of money. And now you're back. Oh, my gosh. You're too much. Thinking it all went back to our city. We really love it. Speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about one of the ways you make your money. Um, give me an update on what's happening with the Broadway, uh, you know, the entertainment sure. career and, and well, everything that's going on. Also... You know, COVID hurt, obviously, Broadway and live entertainment across the world. But, you know, the Broadway market in 2019, uh, we had hit $1.9 billion in gross dollars sold. $1.9 billion. In 2020, it had reached a very low bottom of $380 million. $1.9 to $380 million in 12 months. This year, Broadway will hit a, a $1.6 billion. So we're almost back to where we need to be. Next year, it's projected that Broadway will be back. Once the Asian market is, those folks are back and visiting, we will be back bigger and better than we were. But we're not quite there yet. However, great shows are coming. All those that, that I call it the incubation period where all these creatives were spending time not being able to do much. So what were they doing? Writing creating music, envisioning. And so Outsiders uh, by Essie Hinton will uh, will, uh, open on Broadway in April. And what is your, okay, The Outsiders, famous book by Essie Hinton. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people listening don't have any idea how this works. They're like, well, what what the heck is that boy talking about that for? (laughs) What's his relationship with that? So so talk about, okay, so go back. What is your, what is your, 
relationship with you, a Broadway play opening. Sure, we're, I'm a co-producer of the production, along with we have we have general partners. There's you know the way the, the structure of the two second structure is there are two partners at the top, and then you have co-producers, and then you have associate producers, and then you have executive producers. Our job as a co-producer is to go out and raise the money to fund the show. Uh, that means we, we, you know, we, we sign on with them and are contractually obligated in order to hit that number for that show to go from this artist's mind to the Great White Way. And that's our job to get it there. And this past summer, summer, September, Angelina joined the producing team. Her daughter had seen the show five times in La Jolla and said, you mom, you have got to come see this. Finally, on the last night, she came. Our folks sent her just a little thank you note. Hey, we're not asking for anything. And two days later, her people called our people with her saying, I, this piece is so powerful, I have got to be a part of it. And so we, we, we offered her a lead producing role. She said yes. And by Angelina, I'm sure you mean my identical twin sister, Angelina. Exactly, exactly. I didn't want people to get confused with some other Angelina. I mean, you name dropper extraordinaire. Well, Angelina called and said, I'd love to just throw money at you. Probably the only time in my life it'll happen, but yes. For sure. It, it, normally you're going the other way around, you're but asking. The truth of the matter is, and you've had successes on Broadway before, and you've had to raise money, and uh, Oklahoma, the re, re, revival. Re, revival of Oklahoma, lots of Tony Awards and stuff Correct. for that one. And so, very intriguing. There, this is the business aspect of Broadway. That's right. And somebody's got to put the money up before the show can open, and then you hope it's cats. That's exactly you know, <laughs> It could be El Clunko. You just it, don't it know. Go, it could go in a lot of different directions. Jay and I, we are very careful about the shows that we select. We've been very fortunate. We started with Pippin, won the Tony Award. We went on to do John Grisham's A Time to Kill, Memphis the Musical, this little bitty show called A Come From Away, Waitress by Sarah Bareilles for the revival of Oklahoma. We've done 23 shows now, and we're super excited about, about Outsiders. I mean, we live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Essie Hinton is at our favorite little Italian restaurant that we go to all the time. She's so sweet. She still sells 500,000 copies a year of Outsiders. It's incredible. We have a huge program that's going to be built around the show that goes into small communities to help continue to tell the story. So there's a huge, huge community philanthropic um, character that almost that takes place within the show that we're really thrilled about. Well, could that show possibly come to Quincy, to the Quincy Community Theater, or an even bigger stage like it, Morrison Junior High? Morrison, for sure. It's a big show. It's a big show. It's yeah. a big, it's a really well, big you got to sell a lot of seats to make it happen. Seats. Yes. You can't just do 500 seats. You've got to have more one. like 2,000 seats. Yes. We're, okay. Yeah, we're, we're sitting at 1,100 seats in New York, but, you know, they sell for 200 to 1,500 bucks. So it's a you know, that is the other thing that Quincy is Quincy. I remember years ago when I was in the board of the Quincy Community Theater, somebody called and said, you know, how much is a ticket to a show? And sure. I said, it's $20 for the musical. I forgot what it was, but, you know, it was whatever music we were doing. It was $20. She goes, does that include dinner? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's just 20 You know, you don't have any clue. Even at Quincy Community Theater, you know royalties. I mean, you know, yeah. they don't just let you do the show like, hey. No. You know, so you're all into the business aspect of it, and you've been successful. Yeah, I mean, we... The business side of it allows us to do the philanthropic things that we get to do. I mean, for Including example, the patio. Patio. <laughs> Unfortunately, 
But many restaurateurs will say their business is a philanthropic effort. It's very difficult to make money in the restaurant business. It's a, it's a, it's very challenging because we're fortunate because we own our space. We yeah. don't, we don't have to lease it. And you also don't have to do. Everybody knows the patio is the patio, and all you have to do is change it just enough to get some new people in and get yeah. them excited, and keep it the same enough that the old codgers like me will come, and everything will be great. And then we're done. And then you're done. <laughs> Well, congratulations on your Broadway career, but well, really, I want to thank you, and I know you've been named by the Quincy Public School District and others for your generosity to our community. Um, you can write the big check, and you have, and not everybody that can write a big check does that. You know, a lot of people, oh, I got mine, and I'm going to spend it on True. me, and you have put it back into our community millions of dollars, I'm, we appreciate I am it. a Quincy boy. This is where I started, and I, I love being here. I, I'm giddy where I'm driving up. I love being here. I love being down in the patio. I just get so excited. I, and the stories, people. I, sometimes Jay's like, "How many times are you going to hear that story from you know?" And, and I go, "I love it. I love it. I mean, I just that's just who I am." Say, Jay, get your get your new to Quincy <laughs> hat. I, I go get back in the kitchen and yeah. do some dishes. Do some dishes, Jay. Okay, thank you so thank much. Thank you We're very out of time. much. Very nice to meet you. I've seen you. you there, but I've never introduced myself. So hello, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll see you at the patio. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.